This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. Yeah, I'm up next. We gonna call this the uh, the history chop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I call this the history chop. I just pulled that one out. Yeah, we gonna switch it up today. <laughs> hey man, t- t- today is uh, August 29th, uh, 1963, August 28th. The, the Dr. Martin Luther King did uh, gave an iconic speech that's pretty much been a cultural uh, uh, shit embedded in our fabric since he said the shit. You know what I'm saying? I have a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now we're in 2019. You feel me? Uh, Martin Luther King's legacy gets used a lot. It gets brought up a lot. It gets evoked a lot. It gets referenced a lot. My question to y'all to start this conversation is, what does Dr. Martin Luther King's legacy mean in 2019? Like... To me personally, or as like as is it in, implicates itself culturally and socially in the United States? You need to simmer up. Yeah, I don't. I just want to be sure. I believe his. Yes, personally, I grew up. My mother. One of the things she'll tell you, you know, when she, she you know, your mama reflect on you being a kid. Yada yada yada. Is much love to you, Mark. Definitely thank you for uh, tuning in with us for a little bit. You know, pull it up and Mark. commenting. You know, shout out to you. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Definitely appreciate the One of the things I'm going to tell you about MLK is that I grew up knowing everything about this man's life. I'm talking about I used to be a walking trivia, like, fact book about Martin Luther King. I would go to book fairs and stuff like that. I want to get his his books and this, that, and the other. Like, you said what? Even his side pieces. Heard the rumors about that shit, too, and it's whatever. But here's the thing. Him and Coretta Scott (laughs) King got married on my birthday. You know what I'm saying? So I always thought that was, like, the coolest thing, that we had some type of tie between my birthday and when they got married. So... Like, personally, when I look back on MLK, what he represented, what he meant, how important he was to my childhood, he was my introduction into understanding I was black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all of that. Like, black I dressed people. up as Martin Luther King when I was eight. And I'm talking about had the drawn-on uh, eyeliner mustache. That is funny. Like, had a black suit on with a white shirt and tie. <laughs> like, it was, it was, I was committed. So, he's always going to be special to me. But I feel like he, in the same way as we look at, like, Mother Teresa and Gandhi and... You know what I'm saying? Pick. Yeah, it's just so yeah, these romanticized, sanitized. Token, yes, romanticized, tokenized. Look at what sanitized. we can do. Sanitized. Look at mm-hmm. what we can do. Look at what happened for the people like that Shout shit Jada didn't happen too. for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It it, it straight up it, it wasn't. So the the twisting and the manipulation of the narrative makes make make larger conversations around him boring, right? I'm still nostalgic about my childhood and about all the great somebody things. Must call, somebody must call Damo. Uh, we back. Why y'all? Why y'all over there? We Yeah, it's breaking up a little bit. Nah, yeah, you good? You good? Now. All right, but uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just I got my own little personal sweet memories about him, but the rest of that shit at this point, I mean, I'm just too old. You know what I'm saying? To to, to yeah. care about the rest of that. Okay, Damon, what you got? Um, you know, at this point, I I think. King's legacy has been so commercialized that it means a fraction of what it meant when it happened. Or like even what it meant in the nineties. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm like when I was a kid, I felt like it was <laughs> Dr. King was like more yeah. I remember but, going to King celebrations and shit all the time. But white people didn't yeah. like they didn't commercialize it and utilized it and Sanitized yeah, you, it. You as mean, I feel like you giving the benefit of the doubt using the word commission a lot. They, they they hijack my man's legacy 
And now they tone police niggas with Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, when a black person is murdered in the streets and we want to act out and be emotional, when white folks usually say to us, you know, they hear WWJD, what would Jesus yeah. do? WWMLKD, what would MLK man. do? Hey, Damo, you, you angry? MLK wouldn't approve of that, man. But, what, what would MLK do? He would turn the other cheek. He wouldn't go out in the streets and burn up things, man. Y'all are shitting on the legacy of Martin Luther King, and this is bad. To me, this is what, in 2019, nigga get killed tomorrow, and niggas get mad. They're going to say, what would Martin Luther King do? Martin Luther King That's why what Jaleesa just said me, in the comments is so real. She said, he said he thought he was just, he, he said he thought he was integrating us into a burning house. I agree. His dream hasn't seen fruition. Like, he even called the fact that his attempts later on in life, you know, his attempts to, you know, break down segregation, to bring us all together, these notions of unity were ones that could probably be more damning than anything. Uh, Chris, if you want to come in and listen to the conversation, you know, don't come in here with your skepticism, but you nah, definitely, you nah, know, pull up. I, or I go. love it when niggas like Chris pull up. Hey, tell your aboriginal homies to pop up too, because we actually talk. Yeah, tell yeah. them to pop up, man. What you I, think I, 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 I already got on their ass already, man. They already, it's, you feel me? They, they my fan group. He my fan. He that's my number one fan. Yeah, that's group. the homie. Yeah, uh, Shout out to my Aboriginal hey, go fans, ahead and, man. Go ahead and contribute to the conversation. You feel me? We talking about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. I know you got something to say about that nigga anyway. Yeah. You feel me? So yeah. go ahead. Let it be known. Yeah. 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 But, but also, you know, in terms of the way that I feel the nigga being utilized, it's just like, yo, in 2019. We're <laughs> in the bed. I mean, I remember seeing our friend Martin and thinking like, yo, that's crazy. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like this nigga, like he, I, I, it is funny as a kid, bro, the way that they gave us Martin Luther King, I was, I was kind of into the Bible shit like that too. Right. So the way that they gave us Martin Luther King, a nigga was awesome. Like, yo, what if Martin Luther King was like the second coming of Jesus? You feel me? Like, I literally thought, yo, Jesus came. You feel me? Jesus came, and his name was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, I felt like, and then to bring up the fact that that nigga was named after Martin Luther, you know what I'm saying? Like, on some legacy type shit, but yeah. the nigga then took over the day. You know what I mean? So, like, back then, the way that they gave us that nigga, you, the, the way that they deified that nigga, you really would have been on some, you know, <laughs> like, you really would have been on some. That nigga was the second coming of Jesus. Hey. The way it just lined up. Yeah. Was, he, he sacrificed himself. I mean, himself. literally down to the, to the fans, the church fans. <laughs> yeah. My nigga, like, a lot of, if you didn't have an MLK church fan, like, right. come on, what, what do you think? And it just so like? happened that it was Martin Luther King next to a white Jesus. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. I just, yeah, I, I, the dream, what it was, what it is, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what his relationship was to, I, I do like he wasn't militantly related to white supremacy and kind of trying to, to to navigate that and to extinguish it his goal was to find hope within the hearts of the people instead of you know it's kind of global hold on people he's like there people have the possibility so, so i think to you hey you yeah you you're bringing this in tied next you know what i'm saying little, 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 little part of this saying, okay, man I, I just you know, you know the legacy so i feel like even um, you started huh so, so, so I want to I want to ask you What's first. Up? Are we living MLK's dream in 2019? 
I mean, I think in, in two, to be specific, based off of so so like when MLK did gave his speech in in 1963. Let's talk about it. Granted, he got more militant and more radical by the time he died. But in terms of the dream he had in '63, do you feel like we live in that dream in, in, in 2019? No, because that dream was one of post race. Because Why? that dream is one of post raciality. And if I admit that we are living that dream, then I would have to admit that we've gotten over shit we haven't. Niggas right. are not judged by the content of their character over the color of their skin. Right. White babies right. and black babies can't play together. A black baby was just a chug charged with damn assault for playing dodgeball. Like, yeah. like dodgeball. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they wrote it back, but look at the outcry and the reminder that it's damn 2019 and niggas had to go through before we sat back and recognized that a child is a child is a child is a child. Shit like that is proof and demonstration that any attempt to say we've actualized that dream is a very explicit attempt to like erase and to uh, uh what y'all say uh sanitize yeah. the reality of the status quo which is that niggas still getting fucked up and white people ain't got no unity in them niggas don't really know right. what it means to like experience or live a life where they are equity equitably represented and given credit and for contri- contributing to this country and this shit just ain't real and it's the thing though like the part that's missed and this is why it's like the legacy is like diminished to the point that it is is that the shit that uh, Dr. King warned us about, liberalism, like the niggas that act like they fuck with us like that, but really don't fuck with mm-hmm. us like that, them the niggas that control mm-hmm. the narrative surrounding that man's name. Yeah. Like, that's the back, that's the backbone of their entire conversation. You feel me? So, yeah, when you, when we in a situation where, I mean, and, and the whole anti racial the whole right, liberal anti racial is structured by the you feel me? legacy. You feel me? It's like, again, they tell us this. They tell us the stories of our people. You know what I'm saying? They tell us the stories of our people. And this is and this is how far this goes. This is how far this is fucked up. But this is something that like I've been doing a little research. You know what I'm saying? Into like the efficacy of black politicians and black people being involved with politics and what's the real story behind that shit? Because you know they didn't sell us a whole bunch of bullshit for mm-hmm. a long time. You feel me? So what I discovered is in the com- uh, conversation about uh, during Reconstruction before Jim Crow. Right. They told us they sold us this whole shit about uh, black politicians was too illiterate and crooked to be able to do their job effectively. And it, it, it was a part of the collapse. They they were so crooked. They pissed off uh, the the, uh, the racist white people created the Ku Klux Klan. You feel me? It was called the Southern Redemption, Southern Redemption, mm-hmm. which is pretty much which fucked up Reconstruction. And then that's what turned into Jim Crow. But that shit was a lie. When you look at the numbers, more fucking uh, black politicians in the in communities actually increased the uh, percentage of literate blacks in their vicinity. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And too, hey, hey, hey Melakai, you definitely right though. He, I, in my, I'm answering the question. Melakai said, and most white people don't know how radical he was. I think it's meant to protect white people. I definitely Facts. believe the sanitization and romanization of MLK's legacy is to rewrite what he did and how he's positioned in, in, in history to be able to tone police, police black people and say, man, you're being too emotional right now. Uh, hey, man, you're being too violent right now. Well, but MLK knew it's like, that. nah, MLK, you know, y'all killed him when he started being Malachi also right said now. some real shit before that, though. He said, or rather they wanted to turn MLK into a controllable leader after his death by sanitizing him because he was a wild boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Think right. about it. MLK was one to put his... He was about body politics. He was about performativity. He was going to put his life on the line. He bus boycotts, uh, marches, all this shit. Like, they, he probably at the time, 
was a hot nigga. You know what I'm saying? But like, what period. Happens? He is uncontrollable. He got all yeah. these people on the tip of his tongue and got the nerve in the face of the Malcolm X of the time to be captivating and enchanting to white people. You have Bernie Sanders who will be the first person to tell you he was with the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm but, saying? So how you got this black man yeah. doing all of these things? He was off the chains. Now in his death, all right, I'm going to get you, nigga. And I'm going to turn you into a champion for equality, misrepresent a lot of your messages to do exactly what then Malachi implicated later on, which was a controllable figure for white people. And that is exactly why the issue of having the enemy mm-hmm. control the narrative of your people. You feel me? They gave us Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King. They gave us that. Yeah. That, uh, that binary. Yeah. They, they, right, they, yeah, they, they gave us that shit. Goddamn. You feel me? <laughs> Niggas knew what King was on. It was like it was later on down the line. They was like, "Well, Martin did it like this, and we approved of that." But Malcolm did it like this, and hey, we didn't approve of that. And then a nigga stood up and said, "Well, ain't both of them dead though?" And <laughs> <laughs> like, Jalisa asked, "How many yeah, times you feel in jail?" Yeah, I'm saying, and that, and that's the and that's the crazy shit. shit about like you know, if you don't learn from history, you doomed to repeat it. When you looking at like the type of shit niggas is going to jail for now, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, the the justification is well, they they did something illegal. All of this shit was illegal at some point. Yeah. You feel me? At some point, it was illegal to free a motherfucking slave. At some point, it was illegal to drink from the good water fountain. You feel me? Saying, I mean, you already, but you already brought up Jim Crow. I feel like if we study, if you study the law between Reconstruction and Jim Crow, you see their literal practices and aesthetics that are correlated to black people. They would literally become criminalized to make you where being black has become criminal. So it's like literally, okay, shit, you got to have a job. Well, shit, if you didn't give me no skills and I only, you know what I'm saying, know how to work the plantation, you took the plantation right. away, I ain't going to have no job. It literally made it where if I ain't had no job, right. I'd go to jail. Well, shit, I'm basically criminalized for being a free a free slave now. So it's like there is ways to criminalize black people for being black. Then we see that go all the way to the law. And you know, and you know what else is crazy? Like the, Martin Luther King having a, a Martin Luther King Jr. because Martin Luther King was his father. But Martin Luther King having, yeah. Jr. having a, a a statue in in in, in Washington D.C. and shit. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the sanitization. That's a part of the cleansing. Yeah. Malcolm X would never get a motherfucking statue right. <laughs> anywhere near the White see, House, man. See, see, for me, I think, even, I think of it more critically as what does it mean for a state that criminally investigated told that nigga to kill himself to then after his death to give told him to kill himself had his wiretap sending sending his wife Coretta Scott all his little side pieces numbers and names you know what I'm saying uh, creating fake letters you know what I'm saying doing all types oh of hold shit. on hold like, the motherfucking phone okay, my nigga Chris X Muhammad is in Say, here with some breaking you? motherfucking news. Motherfucking news. Hey, I'm I, actually Chris. I'm actually open to hearing what you, to, to hearing. My exactly man said. Why. I just I think Chris. <laughs> thank you for liking the show so much because you done stuck around man and figured out a way to slide into the conversation, which means you've been watching, which right. means you like it. Appreciate so, you, man. Numbers up. So appreciate he, you adding to it. his comment though. So what if I told you that Martin Luther King was one of the biggest enemies of the so-called African American, I would tell you, brother, tell me more. Now, while we, now while tell we wait, more. now while we wait tell for that brother to, uh, to to continue, yeah, definitely um, articulate that. What do y'all think is necessary? Since we both, since we all kind of agree, like, yo, they didn't fuck my man Legacy up. So, like, even utilizing them for some revolutionary shit now really seems like 
Definitely. It seemed, it seemed counterproductive or it seemed like right. you're being contradictory. So from that standpoint, how do we correct that with the moving forward? With like with the younger generation? How do we combat the liberalized perception of Martin Luther King to really be able to utilize what that nigga was on in terms of like economics and post racialism and that type of shit? I mean, I think we gotta go back and get out of his, you know what I'm saying, canon and start getting into other works and other perspectives and other intricacies about what he was about, how he was moving, how he was collectivizing, how he was creating networks. Like, we need to be studying his craft. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. You got a feeling about, yeah. you know, one way or another about his message or how it's been sanitized or the way it resonates with you is not as, you know, bold as your flavor. You more of a Malcolm X type. Then that's cool. But the nigga was organizing prior excellence. He had Bayard Russins in his quarter. He had fucking bernie sanders is in this corner maybe there are things we, we can glean from the way he was created well no i'm saying i'm saying see, see, you'll be the first one to say we gotta slide up in white places and do shit how do you do that okay, right, 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 without right, 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 i mean i'm not right, right. over giving bernie credit what right, i'm saying right, is there right, are right. things to be studied about how he was in all aisles and all conversations My yeah, you know what i'm saying he was jesus-esque in the with the with the, with the he was you, all things and i go to step people, further you know with what, what you're saying too so you don't have to like the way that his politics materialized to not be able to pull something from the way that he strategized and put together the ability yeah, definitely, to, definitely. to create to be a nationwide yeah. movement from the damn south. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like because 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 to me, I feel like his legacy really lives through his speeches and lives through yeah. his public engagement. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's been a a very selective moral, you know what I'm saying, uh, motive in the speeches that we do. You know what I'm saying? Continue to moralize and re- keep on repeating type shit or whatever. I think that two of his works, one of them, one of them wasn't a speech, it was a letter. The other one was a speech. I think that, that when it comes to me teaching my kids about MLK, these are two things I'm prioritized teaching mm-hmm. my kids about MLK. The letter to Birmingham and his last speech that he had recorded about the integrate uh, about you know what I'm saying, integrating mm-hmm. people to a burning house. I think that to me, those two things like literally fight back against the romanization and sanitization of MLK's legacy, especially in terms of how white people get to literally remake MLK to where they want him to be, to be able to tone police and weaponize him to basically create good nigga, bad nigga binaries against yeah. niggas now in 2019. Yo, so in terms of that you know, alternate perspective. Um, I think this is where conversations start getting complicated, right? Because the question is, we we have Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? We have, like, you know, like what, what we're doing right now, the recognition of when he gave this historic speech, mm-hmm. that type of shit. What yeah. about, though, you know, why do we need them to recognize Malcolm X in order for us to you know what I'm saying? Give like the, the legitimacy to like his speeches and his conversation. You feel me? Why do, like the ballot in the bullet, for example, mm-hmm. that type of speech. You know what I'm saying? Like, Agreed. or even the, um, the roots of the tree speech the, about, you know, black people and our relationship to Africa. Cause like it's sweet. Hey, I think it's a good, but to me, I feel like it bring me back to when, uh, W. E. Du Bois. Had had uh, had I think died or some shit like that, and he was he said something. I felt like no, he, I didn't think who it was. Somebody in our old literature and our old little shit, you know what I'm saying? Never never got recognized by you feel me a a white institution. And somebody at his funeral had said that that it probably was a basically basically said like it probably was a good thing for me. 
I feel like it's it's probably now at this point I see it consciously it's probably a good thing that I mean that Malcolm X legacy is not you know what I'm saying incorporated in in, in, in right. integrated within the like bullshit ass legacy and that narrative that the white folks. But I think the problem it, you know is that with Malcolm we allow I mean because as much as we're like you know that um, peaceful and you know non peaceful or violent and non violent dichotomy as much as we like that dichotomy is trash. We still allow it to. We 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 still we find ways to radicalize, like Dr. King, but we don't spend enough time focusing on the more like the self love message of Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 peaceful parts of his nature. You feel me? Like I think that like one of the biggest shit for me is the the roots of the tree shit. Like you can't hate the roots of the tree and not hate the tree. Like you can't have a fucked up perception of Africa and not have a fucked up perception of yourself. Like that's a, I think that's crucial to us understanding who we are as a people. Hold on, though, Dominique. I have original. Nobody worried about that nigga, man. From Africa. Actually, I'm still waiting on that nigga to break it down uh, <laughs> about how Martin Luther King was was our enemy. He ain't gonna break it down, man. Them niggas don't make no good arguments, man. They gonna you know, they gonna start off a little shallow ass statement claim, and then when it come time to bring warrants to the claim, they know where to be found. Right. They move. To that's why I ain't chipping off that nigga. You feel me? Been there, but, done but, that. but but you see yeah. what I'm saying in terms of Whatever. like. We kind of allow the the radicalized perception of because it's cool because it's like yeah he bucked the system so like that's the we feel like when we buck the I system. I mean, but I feel like we only very recently as a society and even as niggas gotten to the point where we have let black men be complex characters. You know what I'm saying? And Agree. So, hey, Miller hit it on the head too. Like yeah, I just I think that is. that is what becomes like interesting. We just now are building the vocabulary to talk about the way that self love was shaping and orienting, right. even and the shapes and orients a word. lot of what the NOI stands for, and specifically what Malcolm X was talking about self preservation, yeah. what it means to have a self a love of self, which then extends itself and radiates outward toward your community and your people, like. We, 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 we wouldn't, we don't want to hear that Malcolm X was soft. You want to hear that he was hard and militant and because we have, we buy into that binary. Definitely. We buy, bought into the dyad of mm-hmm. this or that. And so in trying to pick or choose which one, you know what I'm saying? You want to pick and ride with. And it's so weird because I always felt soft. Like I felt like my love for Malcolm, for, for Martin Luther King, the more I learned about like revolutionary black politics and the way that they kind of materialize over time, it was wild because I was made to feel like a hoe for loving Martin Luther King. Like, That's oh, you ain't, why you ain't picked the hard one? Why you ain't picked the hard one? I'm like, too. first, yeah. I mean, the introduction to me, you know, to it all, you know, was, I, I just got MLK later. I had already fallen in love. I mean, I'm sorry, I got Malcolm X later, so I'd already fallen in love. And then Secondly, yeah. it's just like he was the first like hero for real, for real. Like, yeah, you know hero, what I mean. But hero. I wasn't introduced like you said mm-hmm. to the more militant, more adamant, more hardline components of MLK. So I and didn't know enough to be like MLK was a hard ass nigga too. Like back up off right. of him, like you know what I'm saying. He can step toe to toe in some context with MLK. I mean, they shaped the narrative. Like they shaped how we were having that conversation. Yeah, yeah, they shaped definitely. how we understood that nigga. I feel like for me, growing up in the Texas, growing up down south. I feel like Martin Luther King, I mean, I mean, Malcolm X always is characterized to me as basically being like a black KKK grand wizard or some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was always pointed as being like the white man. Anti-white. X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. He hate white people. Be like, right. be like Martin Luther King. He loved white people. He turned the other cheek. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. That's how that binary to me was kind of constructed. Well, literally, MLK was defined in opposition and, to Martin to, to Malcolm X. And Malcolm X was defined in opposition to MLK. And I think a, a part of that, like... Um, the epistemic issue or the epistemological issue of just like how we come to understand these. Cause we came to know Martin Luther King in contrast to Malcolm X. 
Like that's how we that's how they were introduced. Facts. You feel me? So it's like when we trying Facts. to go back and have right, we try to go back and have these conversations. We get caught up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, nah. Well, you know, King would say, "No, the fuck, he wouldn't." You know what I'm saying? Actually, yeah, y'all. I mean, why, why did it take us so long to get older and see Doctor King funny. like shooting pool? Y'all seen the meme? Behind his back. Like niggas out here doing X, Y, and Z, and Martin Luther King just looking from heaven, like, like not knowing that. Look, <laughs> not knowing that low, low key. <laughs> Dr. King was in them streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, no disrespect to his legacy. No disrespect to what he stood for. I mean, he was human. Yeah, I ain't. But he was in the streets. He was so, though. So, Lee, ultimately, you know what I'm saying? What, what, how do you feel like we should uh, memorialize and, like, understand Dr. King? Well, how many years has it been? 50? For the next 56. 56. You know what, I'm what should our relationship be? If we not care about global warming. How should we understand it? Right. <laughs> so, so I feel like my, my closing comments is, you know what I'm saying, uh, of course, uh, Martin Luther King was advocating for integration and for niggas to be able to share spaces and places with white folks. So though I'm very appreciative that I'm able to take shits next to white folks in a style, I'm able to drink water fountains, you know what I'm saying, with them, I'm able to read books in the same classroom with them. I still understand that Martin Luther King was, I feel like, advocating against anti-blackness, and I think anti-blackness is very still alive and well. You feel me? A lot of the times people talk about how he wanted to make sure his kids wasn't judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And I know that no matter how many degrees I got, you feel me, no matter how many books I read, no matter how articulate I am, I know my black ass step out into that street, you feel me, because the color of my skin, my character is already, already indicted. And that's... Ah, shout out to Kanye, man. Kanye West, come back to us, Kanye. Come back to us, Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's all I. That's really my last two cents. Where you go back in, she can, we can go into this last segment. Unless y'all got anything to throw in on that. Get on that one, there, boy. 